Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Do you believe that death is the end? Or is it just a new beginning? A new beginning. Does our soul continue to evolve? Or is it buried six feet under? Spiritual Encounters and unexplained phenomena have intrigued people for centuries. But what if you could find the answer? Right here, right here, right now. Right now. Welcome to Heavenly Encounters. Heavenly Encounters. Where we will talk with everyday people who have had extraordinary experiences and gifted souls that see beyond the veil. Beyond the veil. Together. We'll diminish our fear of death, explore our soul's evolution, and soften the crippling grief that accompanies loss. Heavenly Encounters. You, our listeners, will discover a new world. A new world. A fresh reality. A fresh reality. Just a whisper away. Heavenly Encounters. So take a deep breath and join us on this fascinating adventure. This is Heavenly Encounters. Heavenly Encounters. A journey to the other side. Heavenly Encounters. Welcome to Heavenly Encounters, A Journey to the Other Side. I am your host, Mary Elizabeth, broadcasting from Chicago, Illinois. And I am the co-host, Janice, broadcasting live from St. Louis, Missouri. Well, today we take a little different twist on Heavenly Encounters and talk with a guest that has actually seen and communicated with her own soul. We'll also discuss how you can learn to talk with your soul as well. But first, Janice, big news. Do you want to know what it is? The Heavenly Encounters website is up, along with my first blog, Heaven and Hula Hoops. It is about my journey of awakening filled with my wacky experiences, woo-woo moments, and a ghost story or ten. You can also access all of our past shows. Just go to heavenlyencountersradio.com. So check it out. Okay, back to our soul. beautiful. And the basics. How would you define what a soul is? Well, to me, the soul is this divine spark from God. Excuse me, my throat just kind of... It is the divine spark that lives within us. It is the container of our divinity. And like people that listen to the show before know that when we talk about the ascension process and that we are talking about mm-hmm. becoming the divinity within. Right. And that's so basically so, it's consciousness. It's really it's who we really are, isn't it? Well, and it's it's more like a God consciousness. It's becoming one with God and being able to, to see with the eyes of God and hear with the eyes of God and really kind of curing the duality that keeps us believing that we are separate and becoming one. Right. Well, you know, we, have, we so much relate to our physical bodies as who we are. But, you know, when our body dies, our soul is released and is even more alive than it ever was. And I think that's, you know, that's really the reason why we 
changed from Health and Harmony went to Heavenly Encounters, so people could actually start to understand that, that they wouldn't have that fear of death, that if you are grieving for a lost one, it might make it just a little bit easier because they have not died. They've really just gone to another room. It's only their physical body that has gone away, and the soul is really still right there with you. Absolutely. They've gone to the realm of the seen to the unseen. Well, Corey Brackett is a globally recognized documentary filmmaker of Sweet Misery, A Poisoned World, where she investigates the dangers of aspartame. The film was a result of her diagnosis with the debilitating symptoms of MS, which turned out to be a result of, well, you guessed it, aspartame. Corey is also the host of Sweet Remedy Radio. Corey, welcome to the show. Hi, Mary. Hi, Janice. It's Hi, great welcome, to be Corey. Here. You know what, I think we've known each other for, I don't know, 12 years, and I have never, ever heard this story. And once you actually told me, it was absolutely amazing. I had no idea that you had had an experience like this. So let's start at the beginning and tell us about the circumstances that were happening prior to you seeing your soul. Oh, sure. Well, when I was diagnosed with MS, that was back in 2002, um, and before I found out that it was for sure, aspartame poisoning, I was searching and trying to figure out, and and I was doing everything I could to get better. Right. Of course, I was scared, but the one thing I noticed is when I fell into illness, it was like the panic uh, button, (laughs) there was a shift in my brain where the panic button went off, so I didn't feel panicky. I just, I felt more secure, you know, and safe within myself and like, well, whatever will be, will be. But um, at the same time, it was still a pretty scary experience when I was first, I first started to have problems. My, I had paresthesia at first, which is tingling in your hands and feet. Right. Mm -hmm. And it slowly went downhill to the point that I was, I had double vision and slurred speech. I was in a wheelchair. And at the darkest moment when everything was almost shut off except for my life support system, um, and I could hear, but I couldn't really communicate to the outside world. Nobody could hear me. I mean, nobody could talk with me, really. I remember trying to say something like, this is stupid. I don't want to do this again. I I was in... um, Watsu, which is a, a great therapy for people who cannot move. It it helps with their mm-hmm. muscles. But I wanted to swim, and they guide you around the pool. Of course, I would have sunk to the bottom, but I really wanted to swim. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I know what I wanted laughing, to express <laughs> when I was done. And all I I was thinking that, but what came out of my mouth was, "That was fun. Let's do it again." Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> that was all I could say. Oh. And it was it was just kind of a very odd detached experience. And then when I was home at one point after this, I think it was after that. Um I don't remember exactly where I was, but I know I was at home. I remember all of a sudden and I wasn't meditating or which I did at that time and I still do. But um, I wasn't doing anything to try to bring this on. I wasn't working on it in any way. 
I, I felt this something inside of me, and it was it had all turned very quiet at this point because I didn't have the outside world really. But right. all I could feel was this feeling inside me that that this voice. It wasn't in English. It, it's very difficult to describe. It wasn't anything that you can really describe in normal terms, but all I could feel through this voice was, it's okay. Corey, it's going to be okay. Yeah. And that's that's what I could hear. And it was an incredible feeling. It just gave me strength to carry on and keep going, even though that wasn't really what it was saying. It was saying, if you die, it's okay. If you live, it's okay. That's what I think the difference between the higher self and the soul is right. in a lot of ways. Right. How did you know that it was your soul? It was, it was, gosh, it, it's almost speechless <laughs> to talk about. Um, there are no words like Eskimos have so many words for snow. It, it was, it, it's something that, I had never experienced before, and it wasn't anything that had to do with myself. In a right. way, did you feel? You know, we that talked you to so sensing? many people that have had near-death experiences and out-of-body experiences, and that's the one thing they always say: there's no word in the English language that could actually describe mm-hmm. what it felt like. Yeah, it, so it, I, it's it's an incredible feeling. It, it just it's very reassuring. And peaceful, and it's okay. <laughs> it, it, which doesn't really say anything. It doesn't, you know, give you any instructions. But, but didn't it you feel tells that there you was that it's all right. Didn't you feel that there was something alive in you that was not connected with your body? Ex- yes, yes. It, it felt separate from myself, but a part of myself at the same time. And so strong. So were you out of body? No, I never went out of my body. But um, it was, it was, it was almost like somebody was knocking inside of me, saying, "Hey, listen to me. It's going to be okay. It, it's all right." And there was a sense of peace that came with it. It was reassuring, but it was not reassuring in a three-dimensional, this plane type of way. It was reassuring in a universal, eternal way. Big difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So did you see anything, or is this just something that you felt and that was talking with you? No, I didn't see anything. I had double vision at the time. And so it wasn't connected in that way, which is, I think it's a good thing because it wasn't necessary, Okay. if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Now, were you able to communicate actually with it as well? Um, I didn't feel like I had to. (laughs) (laughs) I, I was just kind of awestruck and very happy and peaceful and determined and... I believe that I was I never I never felt like I belonged in that wheelchair 
which is right. a strange thing to say because I was told I was going to be in a wheelchair for the rest mm-hmm. of my life. Yeah. Once in a wheelchair, always in a wheelchair was exactly verbatim what I was told. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I never believed it. Deep down in my gut, in in my being, I knew I was going to get better. And no, no matter what anyone said or... Right. The prognosis or the doctors or anybody, I knew I was going to get better. Yes. Well, you know, and it happens so many times. You hear these just miraculous stories where the person didn't have oxygen for four minutes there. The doctor said he's going to be a vegetable. Next thing you know, he's talking, he's getting up, he's walking, he's resuming, you know, his life again. Mm-hmm. So I think there's that, like you said, there's that inner knowing from your soul that tells you everything will be okay and you will walk again and you'll get out of this. Right. Well, once once it that changed me very much. I I stopped really needing in my life, you know, all the trappings that mm-hmm. the world has to offer in a lot of ways. What well, was my next question? How did it change your life? I lead a very simple, much more simple life now. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy with anything that I experience. Time sitting out on my porch and I could spend hours just looking up at the wonderment of the clouds. <laughs> and enjoying it. And looking for happy faces in the clouds, right. which is kind of a silly thing to do in some ways. But it wasn't really. It was it was not it was good everything that i experience now i'm grateful for and once in a while i need a little reminder like um i was walking um a few years ago and i would walk 4 miles every day and um i was walking back one day i would walk 2 miles to a coffee shop and have some green iced tea and then I would walk back. And one day in particular, I was worried about a deal that I was trying to do in my life. And it wasn't working out. And I was frustrated. And, you know, having those earthly type of worries. Right, and exactly. I had my ice cream tea. And I was like, oh, gee whiz, how am I ever going to get back home? I was feeling tired. And, you know, I hadn't. I hadn't solved the problem, the issue that was bugging right. me. And as I walked home, I noticed a palm tree here in Tucson with graffiti on it. Oh, God. <laughs> Spray That's painted awful. on this palm tree. And I felt just this sense of sadness for the palm tree. Really? And I was like, I love you. I, it just Aww. came out. And then I was like, it felt I felt more alive. Yeah. And then I saw, reconnected. Yes, exactly. And then I saw, you know, some other uh a uh, choya cactus and I went, I love you and then I saw a mesquite tree and I said, I love you and Aww. before I knew it I was home walking up my my driveway and I was I was there and I didn't think I could get there, but it was 
no problem at all. I didn't even notice the time or or anything. I just felt vibrant and refreshed and ready to go and happy. Wow. I mean that that's that is a uh, that that's the sense a whole sense of gratefulness right there. How it can just mm-hmm. flip your mood in just about five seconds. It can. I think that's what but we need to do when forced. we're in that place. Yeah, and the thing is, when we're in that place, we need to do what. You know, what is our oxygen, whether it's, you know, walking through the woods, whether it's going to the beach, whatever it is, we need to mm-hmm. be able to feel that gratitude again. Well, thank yeah. you so much. That is such an amazing story, and I'm glad 12 years later that I've actually heard it. <laughs> <laughs> Real and quick, I'm before we let so you go, glad that you ditched your wheelchair. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, but before that, we let that you go, always quick, why I call my illness a gift. Uh-huh. Right, right. Well, let us know your website and what our listeners can find on there because it is an amazing place to go. Oh, thank you, Mary. It's sweetremedyradio.com is my website. And um, my documentaries can be found there or they can be found on amazon.com. And it's um, my website. I post articles and different news items and my radio guests and information about that too so there's a lot of information on there awesome well thank you so much and now we're going to talk about how we can actually begin to communicate with our soul that was Corey brackett of sweetremedyradio.com so janice back yes, to you got- how do we begin to talk with our soul well, you know, it's 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 interesting because a lot of times, like Corey was saying, it was like a, a being sick, you know what I mean? Right. And you become less aware of the physical and more aware of the spiritual. So mm-hmm. what you want to do is you want to kind of take your conscious mind and put it aside. And one of the best ways to do it is meditation. That's what right. meditation teaches us. And then there are, you know, a Flower Essences by uh, Edward Bach. And Self-Heal is good. And another one that I thought of was Lotus. There's actually hmm. a remedy, a Bach Flower remedy called Lotus, which I use all of the time. And it heals on a spiritual level so that if there's any blockages there that is keeping you from tapping in, because it's the right. greatest gift that you can have, but it's so powerful, a lot of people become afraid of that inner light. Wow. And, you know, one of uh, the crystals that had become one of my very good friends, actually there's two of them, well, three of them really, um, is lipidolite, which I also find uh, very healing, you know, during meditation, rose quartz. And I think you also said amethyst is also a good one too. Amethyst is also another good. There are lots of good stones. But if you're just starting out, lipidolite is very good because it helps relax you. Mm-hmm. And um, even even something like you'll see people turn on white noise to go to sleep. And right. basically that's what they're doing. They're creating something for their mind to catch on to so that their subconscious mind, their unconscious mind can kind of come up. And, uh, and that's really the door that opens to your soul. Once wow. you get into that meditative place for the first time, that inner sanctum, you can go back any time you want. And it's truly the most beautiful experience. And I think, though, too, people have to realize that our listeners have to realize that 
you know, it's not something you just sit down and for 20 minutes your mind is blank. I mean, it does take work. I mean, you've got those thoughts going, just racing through your mind. What you've got to do this afternoon? What are you going to do next week? And so it really is a process of beginning to actually quiet the mind, and when something does pop up, you just kind of let it go. Exactly. And then our culture is programmed for multitasking. Oh, so absolutely. our brain is multitasking 20 times faster, you know what I mean? And, and that's, right, exactly. For us, that's a little bit harder to do, but that's exactly right. You need to let everything go. Right. Now, here's a big question, which I've always wondered. What is the difference between what you call your higher self and also your soul? Is it the same thing or is it something different? Well, your higher self, or they'll call it the oversoul, is actually an expression of the full soul. That is where okay. your higher self resides. Um that is above. If you think of your body and then you have that spiritual connection, it's like the right. connection between the physical world and your spiritual world. But it's more of a kind of a cosmic consciousness. It's more of a global consciousness. So that's why we, when we start to meditate in that, like Corey was talking about, you know, she's walking along and she sees the trees, and so now she starts right. connecting, you know, and it alters her space. That's what the oversoul does. And basically, when you can get into that oversoul, you have the ability to talk to your higher self, and you also have the ability to learn from other higher beings that are watching over you. So hmm. that would be your your angels and your guides would be in that right. space. So and what about always remember thing? you have to ask, and that's very important to know, is that it's not a process that, you know, you have to ask for what it is that you want. If you really want to be connected, you have to ask for it because the universe responds to what we want, our intention. Right. The same with your angels or your spirit guides or anyone else you want to connect to. You have to ask for help. They're exactly. not just going to say, oh, gee, it looks like she needs this and do it for you. You have to ask for it. So let's exactly. say when you get guidance on what you should do or, or intuition about something, is that coming from your higher self or from your soul? That would be your higher self, right? It would be your higher self, absolutely, and that has a connection. But if you're just starting out meditating, one of the things that you're going to have to learn is discernment. And you have to understand is that one of the things when you start to lead a more inward life, your ego doesn't like it. So you have to get to the point where if you're asking a question <laughs> like, am I going to win the lottery? Am I going to marry George right. Clinton? That if you hear yes, that it's really yes, and it's not the ego saying yes. And so a right. lot of people like that are thrown in the beginning. And if that happens, it happens to everybody on the path because that's part of that taking that conscious mind, that ego. And once you learn mm -hmm. to discern, because if you if you do it long enough, you'll be able to, you'll either smell a fragrance or you'll feel a frequency or you'll you'll the, just the sound of a voice in your right. ear as they're talking right. to you, and then you'll know. But that discernment is very very um, important because otherwise, you just get trapped by your ego. Right. Well, I know. I think for the last ten years, every time we have kind of an example of this. I don't know. You're always bringing up, you know, marrying George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, well, he just got married. Like, <laughs> I know. Well, it's like everybody that I know, that's just, you know, that's their thing. It's George Clooney, the most sexiest man on the face of the earth, you know. <laughs> but it, it, it kind of, you know, it's not somebody in the yeah. real world. It's somebody. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, now but here's my George big question. Right. 
Well, he's married. Who knows what's going to? I mean, we got to go on. You know, find That's somebody true. else. I guess we have to live our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I have to tell you, I've actually at one point been at the Emmys about 10 feet away from him, so I understand. <laughs> at that moment, I wanted you. to marry him, too. But there hey, we now go. here's my big question, and I've never really figured it out, but where is your soul located? I mean, is it actually within us? Is it outside of us? Where the heck is it? The soul is a part, the ancient Egyptians believed that the heart was the seat of the soul. And so. What you will find as you go deeper and deeper and you become closer and closer, that there is a sacred golden temple within your heart, your inner heart, your sacred heart. And that's where your soul resides and that's where you are able to kind of like touch that divinity within. And so it looks like in the beginning an outward journey because you're meditating or you're doing what Mm -hmm. you can do. But the reality is that all those doors that open for you lead you to the inner doors. And once those inner doors start to open, and like you said, it takes time, but you can, there is no limit to how many doors you can go, how, many, how right. deep you can go, or how high you can raise your frequency. So when we die, when our physical body dies, um, I assume that sometime before, you know, maybe weeks before, days before, your soul actually starts to almost detach. And then when we do actually, your body physically dies, the heart stops, the soul is actually released. So like what we were talking before the show, it's not really death, it's actually more of a rebirth. Yes, absolutely. And that's, that's one of the things that I learned on my path is because you realize that there is no death. You know, if Corey would have gone home or if I would have gone home, that's how I think of it. You know, you're leaving right. behind your physical body, and it's like you're going home. And it's like I said, you you walk from the seen world where everybody can see you to the unseen world where right. maybe a few people can see you. Right. But you're still there, and you're still for a while, you're still jealous. You're still Mary. You're still Corey. You know, that, that personality is part of uh, of your karma. And that becomes part of your oversoul, not your soul, but your oversoul. Right. And it's not to say that when someone does cross over that we don't grieve and we don't miss them. Because obviously I can't even imagine, you know, losing a child or a parent, brother or sister, anybody. I mean, I can't even imagine the pain. So we're not saying there is no grief. I mean, there definitely is. But they're not gone forever. You'll be reunited again. And, you know, with practice, we can actually communicate with them between dimensions, if that's something that you really would like to do, correct? Right. And 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 what we do is we grieve for ourselves because, you know, there's right, a difference exactly. between being hugged by an angel and hugged by your mm-hmm. child. Right. But that, in order that process, like we talked about meditation, you have to get past that emotion and that ego of grief. And then once you can do that, of course you can you can have them come by. Right. A lot of people, you know, like you'll hear their grandparents or somebody died, and they're still with them today. Right. And there well, are so at, many examples, like Regina, Regina Murphy, who we've had on a few, probably a couple of months ago now. Right. She works with her son on the other side with her sound healing. There's so exactly. many examples of people that still are in contact with. We're going to have a woman on, uh, Jean Rivard, she's been on before, but, you know, the love of her life for 40 years is still in contact with her. Right. So love does not die. It's just it never a different does. form. 
So with that, I think it's time. I'm sorry, go ahead. Okay. It's time for illuminations. Oh, I was just going to say that love is the song of the universe. It's the heartbeat of our soul. Absolutely. That's beautiful. And our illuminations music is not working. (laughs) We have we have one out of two so far. So okay, we got our intro, so that's good. So anyways, the illumination I have for tonight is by Democritus. Happiness resides not in possessions nor in gold. It resides in the soul. And I think Corey's story is exactly that. You know, you learn to Realize what really is important. I mean, you have so many people, they have got everything, it seems like, and they are just so miserable because they haven't taken that time to really go within. Yes. So, well, thank you, Janice, for another fascinating show, and thank you to our wonderful listeners for joining us once again. Don't forget to check out our new website and my new blog at heavenlyencountersradio.com. Yeah. And pretty soon, Janice, you're going to have your own blog up there, too, with Sunday. Yes, and, and the website will carry uh, um, articles and, and uh, directions for Sunday. So anybody has any questions, just go to our website and ask. Absolutely. So until our next show, be inspired, be empowered, and be well. You've been listening to Heavenly Encounters, a journey to the other side. Good night. Good night. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary BTW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus